Hello, hello, and welcome to the the next episode on the Confidence Mastery Podcast with your host, Natalie Bailey. Um, again, thank you for being a subscriber and for listening. If this is your first episode, welcome. Please feel free to go back and listen to other episodes as today's episode is part three on exploring loneliness, what it is and how to combat it and therefore increase your self-confidence. Now, today we're going to be talking about exploring social interaction in the community and how that impacts loneliness. Now, we already have spoken about how often people are lonely, but they don't know it. So over the past two episodes, we've banished that stigma and explored what it really is and that it's not actually something that's easily quantified. I have said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, Loneliness is not just sadness because you have no friends or company. Loneliness is a state of mind. Um, It isn't being alone as in physically, it is something that you feel. And this is a bit like confidence. Confidence is how you feel in yourself um, and what you you can do. And increasing your self-esteem and your self-confidence can help you to combat any loneliness that you may feel if you are feeling empty, alone or isolated um, or even unwanted and maybe you crave human connections but your state of mind is making it difficult for you to connect. We've also discussed the health implications of being lonely um, and today we're going to talk about how to improve those symptoms through social integration. So if you haven't listened to the past two episodes I would recommend that you go back, listen to not last week's first, the week before's first, um, part one, then part two, and then come back and listen to this one. Now, think about this. What are the first steps for social interaction or integration? Now, knowing your neighbours is one of the things that I think we all should do. We all should know. Um, If you don't know about our Wellmore Court development, one of the things there um, that we've done is help to bring um, the community together for unity and belonging. We have courtyards for the the community to get together, to be able to socialise and integrate with each other. Um, It makes you feel safer, it makes you easier, um, it makes it easier for you and much more comfortable for where you live as well. There is absolutely nothing worse than not getting on with your neighbours. I used to have the most horrendous neighbours that I actually ended up in court over with, over something absolutely ridiculous that was absolutely none of my fault. Um, and obviously it got thrown out of court, basically laughed out of court because this woman was, well, I think I think the lady probably needed my help. Um, but I want you to think about Um, If you know your neighbours' names or you have a relationship with them. Now, I think over the past two years, there has been a lot more people speaking to the people in the street or um, if you live in a block of flats. I feel feel like there has been, maybe especially more over the past year, obviously, you know, getting to know who's around you. Like, for example, in that first lockdown when I was stuck in York, I made friends with um, the lady Kate next door. I made friends with other people on the road. We had a tenant move in who I ended up making friends with. And that really helped me through that time because I wasn't at home. When you know your neighbours' names, you have a relationship. It is great. 
Um, I used to find that the general consensus seemed to be that most people, you know, didn't know their neighbours' names and the days of popping to your neighbours for a cuppa or uh, to borrow that cup of sugar you need because you've run out and are long gone. Now, this is something I believe that we should bring back, that real sense of community. I do see a lot of this online now, but obviously that's not um, in, in your physicality. It's a shame that people don't always know their neighbours because it not only gives you that sense of unity and belongings, as I said earlier, it really can help you to feel safe in your neighbourhood. And this could mean anything from looking after your house while you're away on holiday, just checking in on you, um, and all sorts of things like that. If something they see something dodgy, they let you know. And having a sense of community, again, like I say, really helps you to feel safer in your community. Now, this may feel like a huge step for you if you don't already speak to them, but there are a few little things you can do to help begin that process. Uh, for example, if you're passing them in the street or in the hallway, on the stairs, you know, you can give them a smile, a nod of the head, just say hello. Um, I've been doing a lot over the past few years to help spread that happiness virus. As we know, it's the only virus we need, and that is smiling. By sharing a smile with a stranger, you never know, you might just make their day. You never know what's going on in someone's life. So if you can just smile and say hello to a stranger, you might just be doing a great thing and helping them to feel happier inside as well as yourself. So give that a go next time you pass your neighbor or even a stranger in the street, because this could lead to, start to lead to a conversation and even a friendship. Now, if you're feeling bold, why not just knock on the door and introduce yourself, especially if you've moved into a new neighborhood, go and introduce yourself, say you've just moved in um, and you just would like to get to know who, who you're living near because this can help to lift your mood, um, especially as if you are depressed, as, we, as we've discussed before, a smile can start to feel, um, to help you feel happy, it tells your brain it starts to trick your brain and it's just these little steps which um, all start to add up um, and that's where the compound effect kicks in and then you'll start to increase your self-confidence too. Now having the right social connections might sound simple um, and it can be quite a difficult thing to do especially if you're not used to it however it doesn't have to be this way. Technology and social media are a completely wonderful thing, as we have spoken about before, because they help to bring people together. It has made the world a smaller place. Now, I know I have many, many, many online friends. I even have online clients who I've never met face to face. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't. And it doesn't mean that, that, mean that the friendship isn't real too, because you can have good relationships that aren't just superficial with people that you meet online. Now, this is a really great way to get started, if you, especially if you're feeling shy or you don't know where to go to meet new people. Now, I'm going to use Facebook here as, as an example because there are a lot of Facebook groups because there are groups for absolutely everything, fashion, makeup, business, wine, knitting, music, you name it. Search for the things that you're interested in um, and join a few groups. 
um, so that you can start to talk to people with similar interests. And if you're not currently up to feeling like posting about something yourself, you can comment on other people's posts and get to know them that way first. Now, the beauty of this is you can start by being comfortable in your own home, maybe in your PJs with a glass of wine or a cup of tea, you know, whatever tickles your fancy. Um, and then you may find that you meet those people in real life. And then it may feel less awkward for you as you've already met the person online. And this helps massively with social anxieties that are linked to loneliness. You'll also find that there are great groups for your local community online. Um, so you can talk to people um, online that way before you get out there in the real world. Another really great way uh, to help with this is to help some others. So you can do this by volunteering in the company. Now, as I've spoken about before, um, there are many loneliness charities out there who I know would love some volunteers. All you need to do is give them a Google. You know, there's things like boot fair fundraisers, um, even your children's school, you know, joining the PTA. You could help gardening in the local park and helping out the local homeless shelter and animal sanctuaries as well. Not only will that make you feel good, but you'll be giving back and doing something great for other people. And one of the uh, charities I really want to talk about is Age UK because it's often the elderly that are the most isolated. Um, and I also want to talk about this because I know they have a befriending service. So this is where you meet an elderly person, however often you can. Um, you can even just have phone calls with them if that suits you better than you know going to their house or going out if they, they're unable to make it out. And um, you do have to go through an application process. Um, and once you're accepted, uh, it will give you a sense of pride in yourself and you'll be helping them. And, you know, someone who desperately needs that social interaction, you'll be helping yourself too. And you'll be doing that on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I have to say, there is nothing better than having a conversation with somebody who knows so many things that you, you will never know about the past. Like I used to love speaking with my grandparents about history um, and what life used to be like. So if that's something you're interested in, I would definitely re recommend that you do that um, with Age UK. Um, this has health benefits because you'll be conversing with someone, you know, learning about them. They'll be learning about you. Um, this definitely helps the elderly. Um, it helps your brain function to improve and should therefore help you to feel less stressed as well as you know you're doing a great thing. And then having that support network from the charity behind you too will help you to meet other people through that. Now that's a winner on all sides. And um, there was also a TV programme about the elderly and young children and the benefit that it had on both the children and the elderly. And I think that's something we could definitely have more of in, in the world. You know, the history books aren't the same as having those conversations with the old people who actually were there and lived it. Um, the conversations that they had and that can t they can tell you about. Um, and these programmes showed that their brain capacity, their physicality, everything improved by them spending time with children. So if you have grandkids, um, please let them spend as much time with their grandparents as possible because you can never get that time back, like I say.
Um, I'm so grateful that I got to spend as much time with my grandparents as I did. Now, hobbies. What is it that you're interested in? Is there anything that you've always wanted to learn, but you've never done it? Um, your local community centre, um, as I spoke about earlier, should have a load of activities on. Um, I know there's one where I grew up that does everything from Pilates uh, to trampolining, <laughs> another health benefit, um, to silver-haired walking clubs and other activities for learning as well. You know, children go to sports club and learn to play and, and um, they learn to play an instrument. So why not do that as an adult too? You could take a cooking class or an art class, for example. Not only that way you are learning a new skill and you are helping to improve your brain function, you're also meeting new people that have similar interests. So why not take a chance um, and have a look at what's going on in your local area? Um, you'll also find that your local church has things like this going on too. So that's also a place to look at, um, especially if you are religious. Even if you're not, um, go and check them out. Um, when you have a hobby that isn't just going to the pub, uh, your health will definitely improve and it will improve drastically, especially if that hobby involves exercise. And like I say, as you're learning a new skill, you are improving your brain function too. You might be thinking, okay, now what's the answer? It's all good saying this, but implementing it is a whole other ball game. Now, I can give you all the ideas in the world out there, um, but you are the one that needs to get out there and do these things. What if you don't know what you like doing or you're too scared to try something new? Well, if you don't try, you will never know. So sometimes you have to take a risk in order to grow. So in this case, I would definitely suggest starting small, like trying a new few things at home, having a look online and giving it a go that way first, and then have a look for that external group. You might also find something that you want to do, but you're too scared and that fear of it is what's holding you back. Um, if that's the case, I would definitely seek out the teacher, if it's a class or whoever's leading that session, and speak to them um, and even maybe ask if you can just watch the first session before you get involved. Just tell them that you're anxious about it. And I'm quite sure um, that they'll have had other people that have said that and that they will do everything that they can to help you to feel comfortable um, because most people want to help. You know, we, 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 we all know that going from being an employee to an entrepreneur can feel very lonely. Um, and what you need to be doing here is to make sure you're meeting new people when you're starting to feel isolated and feel like you have no one to talk to you about your business is to find those networking groups. Um, I know this can especially feel difficult, especially when you're used to working um, with others. When you go from working in a team to working on your own, um, it can feel very, very isolating because there's no one to bounce ideas from. This is why I really enjoy working out um, in, in public areas because I, I, I'll talk to anyone and I end up having all sorts of conversations about all sorts of things and that's where the best ideas come from. You know, there are lots of work hub places now so you can just, again, just have a search online for them and you should be able to find one that's nearby. And again, there are those online groups and forums too. Um, I'm personally in some entrepreneurs groups and property groups to talk about others, um, not only about my problems, but to give advice when I can. 
um, and also to just to see what other people are up to because you know it's in our nature to be nosy um, and it's nice to see what other people are doing and if there's anything that I might be able to get involved with as well so if you're able to help others give an answer where you can and as we said earlier you will be making new connections and friendships um, next time we're going to be talking about giving yourself permission to socially integrate and how you can start to make the moves to do as this can be the hardest part and um, giving yourself permission is the key to creating a better life and everything that you want from it um, I am just going to remind you um, that we do have the six-week online Rockstar Confidence program starting on the 26th of June. Um, that's nataliearabella.com forward slash Rockstar Confidence. Um, that will be in the show notes. And again, if you have any questions about that, go and email me info at goldstar.life and all my social networks are in the show notes as well. If you have enjoyed this episode, please do reach out to me um, and let me know. Um, and also please share it with other people because you never know who you might be able to help once again thank you very much for listening um, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one